0: and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a community for Australian women in small business to connect and support each other. In this podcast, we bring you the real stories of women in small business. We discuss their unique journey to small business success. We dig deeper into their story, the challenges they've faced and the support that has played a vital role along the way. And they share with us their business expertise and knowledge so that you can do the same. It's time to chat candidly about creating and building a business on your own terms. Hi, it's Danielle Price from She Will Shine. Thanks for joining us on the She Will Shine podcast today. We're sitting with the lovely Kate O'Mealy. Hi. So Kate is a copywriter from Oh My Word and Kate's going to share a little bit about her journey with us today. So Kate, when you first started on your career path out of uni, what did mm-hmm. you
1: kind of start with? So I well, my first real job, my first proper real job, um, was second year at uni. So I my cousin worked at a at a finance company and she said, Do you want a job in the call centre? I'm like, Yeah, I do. Um, so I was doing my degree in Wollongong and getting the train up to Sydney so what degree we? I was studying? doing arts degrees, okay. so English and communications, um, and yeah, it was doing that, and then getting the train up to North Sydney, which was two hours each way, to go and work in the call centre. That was a couple of days a week. That's commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, and that was my first sort of proper proper job. Um, and little did I know that was going to start. Will kick off a corporate career of about 12 years in corporate communications. Um, so initially, yeah, I started working in the call centre, which was a really good grounding, really great in terms of customer service and learning what was great customer service and what yeah. was pretty average um, and having to deal with customer needs then and there. Yeah, I can imagine sometimes, quite stressful. Yeah, sometimes grumpy yeah. Sometimes, and some people really lovely. And that, I think... Um, really yeah like in hindsight really helped in terms of the way that i speak to people on the phone yeah um in terms of being a clear communicator all that grounding in what at the time i was like oh i work in a call center um or people might sort of go i don't want to do that sort of work um was actually a really really good grounding for customer service um and also having to learn a whole bunch of products and all this sort of stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. I was 19 and learning about, um, global shares and all this sort of stuff. And, um, for the money savvy people, they'll get this joke But I didn't know the difference between global equities and global shares. There's no difference. They're the I'm same thing. I'm not going thing, to comment right? on any of this, so I'm going to show my so, ignorance. <laughs> so I had a client go, Oh, I'm wanting the unit price on global equities. And I'm like, we don't, I'm thinking we don't have those. <laughs> and I'm right. like, turns out we did. we did. Yeah, we really did. We so were a big, big learning curve for what was Absolutely, to come. Absolutely, like jumping yeah. the deep end. Um, So yeah, so that was really really helpful. Um, and when I graduated 18 months later, I um, applied for a you know a junior comms role in their marketing team. Yeah, and got that role, which was great. So within the same organisation. Yeah, within the same organisation. Yep. Um, and that was fantastic. Um, the manager I was reporting to, still, I still go back to some of the things that she says to me, um, in the way that I operate my business today. Um, one of the big things she used to say to me, she was tough, but nice tough. Yeah. Um, and she always used to say to me, like, don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a solution. So it was always, again, sort of thinking now about using all those little bits of information from people that I've met along the way. Um, she would, yeah, I'd, rather than sort of going, oh it's not going to work this yeah. isn't going to work, it's like okay rather than getting mixed up in the on that. drama of oh yeah. something's not working it's like okay, well what are we going to do to move forward yeah. there's no point going, oh well this is the problem and it's their fault And, or maybe in a small business <clears throat> a small business sort of environment oh you know, this client's been difficult or whatever, yeah. um, if you're in that headspace or mentality trying to move forward from that yeah okay well you know yes this is the circumstances but what are we going to do to move forward um so how long were you in that communications role uh i was in that role for two or three years yep maybe two years she ended up leaving the company and asked me to join her at a different organization um and, yeah, worked with her again for another few years after that before travelling overseas. Yep. And by that point, I was probably late 20s um, and had missed out on that whole gap year yep. or travelling, you know, to the UK or whatnot. Freedom. Yeah, so I yep. ended up doing that a bit later on. Um, Did you have any issues sort kind of thinking,
0: I'm going to leave my job, am I concerned about this or...? Uh, it was sort of
1: pre-GFC okay. and I don't think it was sort of as heightened, like that awareness that, you know, I was probably still a bit naive going, I'll I'll be be right. right." (laughs) It'll all work out, as it does, always works out. Um, Ended up getting, you know, having worked in financial services for maybe six years by that point, ended up working in financial services in the UK. So rather than sort of doing the pub work or whatnot, um, the, the, the roles that I did overseas ended up sort of just quite nicely enhancing yeah, sort of rolled over. Yeah, absolutely. And having that sort of international experience. And, um, I worked in Edinburgh for just over 12 months and yeah, sort of again, sort of jumping in the deep end and yeah. having to learn new lingo and, um, a different work environment and how people like to work All that. thing. any,
0: of stuff. In, any little inklings about running your own business at that
1: point? Oh yeah, it already.
0: Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. Um,
1: so when I was working, um, in Sydney, so in financial services, a few, you know, super, we're talking superannuation, allocated pensions, credit cards, you yeah, know, like yeah. exciting cash stuff. funds, yeah. you know, like all that sort of not terribly sexy stuff. Um, and a few of my friends would, you know, had businesses or were, um, you know, needing a marketing flyer or running an event or something like that. And, Um, they needed some help writing a website and I said oh I can do that and then my brother said oh well, you should really charge them for that sort of stuff, you should get yourself set up with an ABN and um, he's a teacher and I think he probably saw it maybe earlier than I did and he goes actually there's money to be made. There's something there, yeah. And I was like oh well you know I guess if people want to pay me I guess I should probably set it all up. Yeah. And so I'd actually set it up in 2004 and I was 24 at the time and um, pre the days of side hustles and yeah. all that sort of stuff social media um, yeah like it yeah. was just there and I thought well if I'm going to be, if people are going to pay me I may as well do it properly um and it wasn't that too big to, an yeah. effort to set it all up and came up with a business name with a help from a girl from work so I can't even take credit for my yeah. own business name she was <laughs> she was, came up with the doozy um yeah and so that was all it was always there yeah um, set up a very basic website and, oh, in hindsight, it was pretty, pretty basic. Oh, I think we could all say that about And even the copy website. on it, I mean, but I read it recently and i like, oh, how embarrassing. Anyway, um, yeah, and so, um, came back from the UK, still had the little business, every so yeah. often, you something know, would something up. would come along yeah. and I would send out an invoice and, you know, um, yeah, but it wasn't until you know, maybe fast forward another five five or six years, um, still working in corporate, still doubling yep. with a few side projects, more at this point um, to, for my creativity and my interest that... Beyond finance. Yeah, beyond finance. Yeah. By that time, I'd moved into um, manufacturing as well and not-for-profit, and so I, you know, sort of branched out a little bit more. Um, but from a creative aspect of being able to write under my own name or, you know, just topics that were more up my alley, um, having the business sort of really spoke to that. So that was helpful. Um, but I guess when everything changed, um, significantly was being in a corporate environment and being made redundant a couple of times and then working contract work. So only, you know, really getting 12 month gigs, um, and so not having that stability anymore. Well, the workforce had changed yeah. so dramatically. So post GFC, yeah. things just nothing was as secure anymore, and um, a lot of organisations weren't hiring people permanently. It was just you know six month contract, twelve month contract. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. It was all very non-committal. Um, and after I had my first son in twenty fourteen. I'd been working at Nab before he was born on contract, yeah. And thought, you know, like we don't, we didn't have any family in Melbourne at the time, and I just thought, how am I going to go back to a corporate gig?
0: How's it all going to Which work? isn't
1: guaranteed anyway. Um, I may as well give this business a go, yep. and try and fit it in around the commitments that we have um, and the time that I have, um, because that would. It just made so much more sense. Yeah. Um, So yeah, in the last five years, it's really taken off. And I guess yeah, if I think about what it looked like in two thousand and four when I started um, to what it is today, I mean, it's there is no resemblance of what it is today. And nor did I think it was ever going to be what it is. What it is. Like I just, I don't think I'd really even thought about it that you'd be
0: a business owner like before all this. You know how you kind of, you know, high school, uni days. You kind of think how your life's going to pan out. Was business owner ever there?
1: No, no, just like me. Yeah, (laughs) I was exactly the same. I think. I do you know what? I think I was a real loyal employee. Like I was on the bandwagon. (laughs) Like if I was working with somebody, employee of the month multiple times. (laughs) I'd like to think so. if I was if I was really enjoying, you know, particularly if I was encouraged by a manager and I had really good colleagues, like I loved going to an yeah. office and having office banter and, you know, the odd team lunch. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, but now I wouldn't I wouldn't give up any of my small business owner perks yeah. to go back to an office environment. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. Once you um once you made the
0: decision. <clears throat> to kind of, yep, I'm going to give this a good hard go.
1: Yeah. What do you reckon was the hardest thing? Um, I think putting myself out there. Yeah. Cause when I started the business again in its very infant state in Sydney, um, by the time I'd had my first son, I was in Melbourne. Yeah. All the business connections and, and mainly work connections were Sydney based. Yeah. Um, And so I really had to start from scratch in terms of networking and not being a natural networker and finding it all a little bit awkward. um, I didn't really know quite where to start. And I didn't know any other copywriters. I didn't know anybody that had their own copywriting business um, to sort of, you know, see what they were doing and see what worked, all that sort of stuff. Um, So I ended up meeting you. You're one of the first. I went to a couple of different networking things, um, but then you and I clicked and I came and did a co-working day and um, met some of the other women in She Will Shine. And I think that really boosted my confidence to sort of see people that weren't, you know, coming from a corporate background, it was very, you know, the events were always very formal and it was, you know, and sort of then to meet people that were in a similar boat and particularly, mums that had been in business and I could see where they were at yeah so being able to sort of associate with people who were just like you yeah and and sort of getting that encouragement that they go oh yeah we remember having a 12 month you know 12 month old or six month old or however old he was at the time and could see them a few years down the track and see them managing the work life kid juggle yeah um and be able to have a successful business and be able to be there for their kids you know for yep. canteen duty or whatever the came Christmas up. concert yep. or whatever to go oh actually this can work yep. this system this process can work and I can see other people doing it successfully so why can't I yeah you know, so I think that's always been it's the whole you, if you, you you can't be what you can't see so yep. suddenly you're seeing this exactly yeah exactly and to be honest up until that point I hadn't I hadn't been around people where they go, yeah, you can, yeah, I do it. You can do it. Like why, you know, there's nothing sort of um, holding you back in terms of, you know, being able to do that successfully. And I guess the difference then was connecting and collaborating with the right people. And one of the things I really enjoy about what I do is sort of being able to work with clients that I really click with or graphic designers or web web developers, that we all just work well together. Um, what do you think that is? Um, I don't know whether it's... I know working with other mums, it's like, we got stuff to do. Like, yeah. let's just, you know, we know we're good at what we do. Let's get the job done. Yeah. The client's happy, but we've got other things to be doing. And, you know, like, let's yeah. just... Get there's no faff around it. Yeah. It's just like, let's just yeah. do it and do it well. And, you know, we've, we've all got what we need. Yeah. We all communicate pretty well because we're not, do we don't have that time to, to faff around really. Do you
0: think it's because there's a similar outlook on life, like in a, broader, in a broader sort of scheme, in that we're all doing this because we're good at what we do, but we've mm. also got other responsibilities that we need to attend yeah. to. Yeah. So we just, like you said, you just get it done. Yeah, and you understand that from the other person yeah. so it's just like a mutual understanding That's yeah. even it's not even said, it's just a mutual understanding yeah.
1: and I think um, I think for a long time I was like particularly in a I look back now on working in corporate and working with mums when I wasn't a mum and I feel so bad how probably judgy I was going, oh, now they go you know, and now I'm like mate you were juggling drop off and transport yeah. and getting here for eight thirty and amazing. Um, and now it's like, I, I think working with other mums in particular, but you know, other women in general, um, we know that even having a small, small business or a big business, um, it's, it's not the only thing in our lives. You know, we've got other things that we care about and hobbies, family, partners, all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, having a business or being a business owner is just one of those. One aspect of yeah. that in the yeah. grand scheme. Yeah. And it's, an, in some ways, it's a means to an end. Yeah. Like, you know, we like, we we know what, we do things well, we like to do it, we like to work, but that's not the be all and end all. Yeah. And we're not all necessarily yeah. trying to build multi-million you know global businesses it's just doing work that we enjoy with people that we like and it's a piece of the puzzle of our life totally (laughs) that's gold a piece of the puzzle of our life wow
0: (laughs) hashtag yeah
1: that will be today's post (laughs)
0: that is today's post um and so like one thing that i really admire especially within the copywriting community that we have within she will shine but also in the larger freelancing community with copywriters I have been amazed, copywriters in particular, but there's also photographers. The collaboration um, that happens between mm. different, like it's not about competition; mm. it's about collaboration, which is obviously very Shirl Shine esque. Mm. But in particular, these industries. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you have a reason? Is there I a think reason
1: why, Kate? Our photographer friends might um, disagree, but. I always think that copywriters are just like the nicest bunch of people. <laughs> Slightly biased. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're all probably massive introverts as well. And yeah, all very similar. But, very excited um, to find each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny you say that because when I first, when I was taking maternity leave from my own business and trying to find other copywriters to refer work to um, in that period where I was going to take time out, I could not find anybody I could not find a single soul that had a similar setup to me. And here I am with like collaborations with graphic designers going, look, I've got work that is definitely going to come your way trying to find anybody mm. that yeah. was either that pitched themselves as a, as a copywriter for one or sort of was happy to have us like have that workflow. Yeah. So I was really surprised and it was really, really hard. But then fast forward like another year or so, um, and we've got what maybe six copywriters in She Will Shine. Plus, I've also expanded my own network beyond She Will Shine within the copywriting yes. community. I've I've got literally a hundred people yes. I could refer work to, yes. and everybody has their own either has their own sort of niche, you know, whether it's health copywriters or education or um, you know business or whatnot. With confidence, I've always got someone I can refer work yes. to whether I'm a capacity or it's a subject that I know that it might not be. It's not expertise. Yeah, not my expertise. Yeah. Um, and everyone's sort of yeah. pretty nice about it. And yeah. one of the things I remember you saying to me the first day we met was that there is enough work for everybody. And it is so true. That is how wise I am. You are so wise. <laughs> but that always stuck with me. And, and I think I'm not naturally a you know super competitive person. Yeah. I, I like to see other people do well as well um but not at the expense of someone else you know yeah. like yeah. that i know exactly what you mean yeah that's not cool yeah um and yeah that's always stuck with me that you know there's so many clients that need our help heaps um and there really is enough work to go around yeah. without having to be cutthroat yeah. and and mean about you know about that's, that's and right. that's just not how i like to do yeah, business not you are. Yeah. yeah yeah um
0: just kind of you mentioned how so you started in Wollongong born in Wollongong working Mm -hmm. in Sydney and then you moved to Melbourne around Mm -hmm. the same time
1: uh that you had your first child 2011 I moved to Melbourne Uh um and then had my son three years after that so yeah and then um back in 2016 we made the decision to move back to Wollongong um so we had my dad passed away, and there was a really big time of reflection. Um, I was also six months pregnant with my second son, a huge time of upheaval, and a time to sort of go bigger picture what are we doing? Yep. Where do we want to be? Where are our family? <laughs> yep. um, and made what was a really tough decision to move back to Wollongong, um, having you know built such you know, from a business point of view, um, built up such great connections in Melbourne. Um, yeah, but we've been back there nearly three years now and the great thing has been knowing that the same model applies (laughs) wherever you go. So, um, it's taken time, a bit of a slow burn to, um, replicate, you know, sort of those networks and collaborations in a regional area. Um, Metro certainly has its, you know, different way of doing business than in a regional yep. city. But slowly but surely, yeah, I'm getting more and more clients from Wollongong. Um, and, yeah, people have come to me knowing that I'm specifically in Wollongong. Yeah. Initially, I was sort of like, oh, I'll keep it, I'll keep it vague. You know, yeah. I can work from anywhere, so I won't say yeah. where I am. Um, but, yeah, now my my client base is probably 50-50. Yeah. And, and I was going to say
0: but your yeah, Melbourne clients obviously still do mm-hmm. work for yeah, as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um one of my first um collaborations with a She Will Shine member Ren from Gosh. Yeah. We still she's based in Brunswick, I'm in Wollongong. We still work together, you know, all the time. Um and also like learning from that experience in terms of the type of people that she works with and her client base and how she and her business partner work together um, and how I sort of slide yeah. in and um, have that complementary skill set has actually been a, a, a model for me when I'm meeting other agencies to collaborate with going, okay, this is how I like to work. These are the sorts of people I like to work with. Yep. Who else is like that? Yeah, where's that good fit? Yeah. That, yeah, so that's actually been like, although it was it was one of the first collaborations, it's that foundation and that sort of structure has really put me in good stead when I'm yeah. r- modeling that again Up in, there. Yeah, in Wollongong. Can you imagine,
0: this is a question I've never asked you, but if you hadn't moved to Wollongong and you hadn't had your own business, so you hadn't moved back, mm-hmm. I should say, to Wollongong, do you think the transition, I know it wasn't an easy one, but mm-hmm. it was made easier because you had the flexibility within your own business, mm-hmm. do you think if you had a still been in corporate, that would have been as smooth
1: I guess. I think the, the opportunities um, that have come from having my own business and the number of conversations that started has really been helpful. I think if I, if I had waited for the right job, or there's not that many corporates, I guess, there, but um, if I was waiting for the right job to come up, I'd be probably still twiddling my thumbs waiting, yeah. you know, like in, in terms of location and salary yeah. and you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, I've been not lucky. Re- like I worked, a, hard, for right. <laughs> <laughs> worked hard, right. hard for it. Yeah. Um, but having the business as a conversation opener to say, look, this is what I do. And then people go, all oh, right. Okay. And also going to coworking spaces and meeting people in different business networks locally. Um, and also some of the organisations and some of the clients that I work with in Wollongong, every new thing that happens, whether it's a new client or a new connection, just opens that conversation. Um, and it opens another door, doesn't it? Yeah, Because you never
0: know where conversations lead.
1: No, yeah, so it's been really interesting. And now I, it, I've just sort of reflected in the last couple of months that there's I'm finding more and more people... In my tribe, so yeah. to speak, that all the like-minded people that um, that I felt I really loved here in Melbourne, and they were really, really, really struggled to let go of that. Yeah.
0: No, but, don't let go of
1: that. Uh, <laughs> we're here for you. Yeah. Um, but starting to find yeah. those right. similar pers- like yeah. personalities. Um, in Wollongong and But I think that comes with putting yourself out there. Yeah. Because we would
0: never have met that day if you hadn't come to a Shield Shine Open Day. So you made yeah. the effort, you got yourself there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and yeah. it's not always easy to oh, I don't know anyone, or what am I gonna do yeah. here? But you do it anyway. Yes. And that's that's what leads to these um relationships yeah. that you nurture over time and then they become yeah. your tribe, etcetera, etcetera. So yeah. you've
1: done like you're doing that. Yes. So yeah, and I I think now it's starting to see the work pay off, particularly, you know, in Wollongong to see that some of those relationships are now, you know, proving fruitful from, you know, a a new project or a new collaboration. It has definitely been a slow burn. Yeah. But yeah, it sort of feels like it's getting back to where, probably where it was in Melbourne. Yeah. But we always welcome you back. With open arms. My other, my other hometown, yeah, i right. My other, other hometown.
0: And every time I know you, it's like, yeah. welcome home. Oh, it's not a home, but still welcome yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, Kate, I guess the only... I don't even like to say this, though. I was going to say the only thing that's holding you back to doing more is your children. But I don't like saying that because... Time wise, time wise. It is. <laughs> time but wise do you know yeah. what exactly what I mean? Like yeah. we've, we've decided to do this because we want to yeah. be with our children. So yeah. it's not a great question to be honest. But you know the frustration of you know getting pick up, drop off, childcare because they're very
1: young still. Yeah, still preschool. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Going back to that earlier comment, I can s- about seeing other women how they do the juggle, see how they you know that might be a few in terms of age of their children. I can see a few years down the track to see how things might get easier or yeah. more complicated, however way look at it. Change, <laughs> um, But the business can evolve yet again yeah. when there's a bit more time into yeah. it. Like I, I keep thinking, wow, having Monday to Friday, even if it's nine till three, going, yeah. wow, that would be amazing. Um, You're able to have more structure. Yeah, yeah. And I did say to Stacey Price last week that you know I'm just sort of working equivalent of one day a week and she's like she said yeah but that's a 27 hour day and I'm yeah. like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a huge day 27 yeah. hours um so yeah I sort of feel like things could be a little bit more structured because the kids will be in more yeah. structured day I whereas sort of nice. just yeah. grabbing the time yeah wherever. when you can yeah. when you can grab it yeah. so yeah I think things will Things will just evolve again. That's right. Yeah, we'll the see. next stage. Yeah, thoughts, fun,
0: and challenges. Mm, <laughs> so I've been told. Yes. Oh, trust me mm. here. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, Kate. We love having you back here in Melbourne, and now on the couch, which we're very excited about. <laughs> Only two. It took two years, but she's anyway. here. Um, but thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. And I'm sure it's not the last you've heard of our lovely. Kate O'Mearley. She's also our New South Wales ambassador for She Will Shine, which I'm very proud of and very honoured. But thanks for joining us today, Kate. And I hope everyone has enjoyed Kate's story. And we'll see you next time on the She Will Shine podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about the She Will Shine community for Australian women in small business, head to shewillshine.com.au. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle shewillshine.com.au. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. Join us next time for the She Will Shine podcast.